Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Too Stupid to Quit podcast. I'm director Danny Baldwin, and I'm here with my friend uh, who chooses to be known as a creative from henceforth, forthwith, here, here in, out, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because his title apparently is too long. So um, I should probably say who it is. His name is Josh Danford. You've probably heard a little cheeky giggle from him just then. Yeah, and you've actually just spoken for like longer than it would have taken to explain what I do. But anyway, crack on. <laughs> Well, what are we here to do? Well, we're here to talk to all kinds of creatives um, about the journey to where they are now. Yeah, man. Uh, we are going to be talking to them about their struggles, their mm. successes, mm-hmm. and uh, any advice they've picked up along the way. I think that's my favorite bit, the, the advice along the way, because I feel like I could do with some. What about the important bit? What's you know, the important bit? What makes them... Too, too stupid, stupid to, to quit. quit. Yeah. Anyway, who's up today? We are talking to Amy Rain Jackson, known in the industry as just Amy Jackson. I don't know why I said her middle name, but um, it's done now. So. <laughs> it's out there in the world. Makes <laughs> yeah. her very easily Googleable. Yeah. Um, and she is a casting associate. Um, mm. You'll find out more in the long intro. This week, Danny and I are talking to the brilliant casting associate, Amy Jackson. Originally hailing from Ealing in London, Amy is the daughter of two actors, so it was pretty much destined that she'd find a way into the industry. After training as an actor herself and pursuing it for a few years, she found herself lured towards the world of casting. Some of her notable credits include In My Skin for the BBC, Suspicion for Apple TV, and most recently, the brilliant Isolation Stories for ITV. Amy is currently working alongside the legendary Amy Hubbard, and so it has been written by me that they shall be known as Amy Squared. (laughs) (laughs) That must get confusing at work, Amy. Yeah, it's very confusing. We we have to be on on full full name terms when we answer the phone. Uh, Amy's just allowed to be the Amy, but I have to be... Hello, Amy Hubbard Casting, Amy Jackson speaking. Um, <laughs> so. I'd love it if you guys just went by uh, surnames. That'd be so good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jackson and yeah. Hubbard. Yeah, Jackson and <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah. Now, I met Amy through my wonderful girlfriend, Fiona, who Ooh. is one of her busy mates. <laughs> and uh, so far, Amy has provided me with precisely no work as an actor. No! Um, <laughs> so... So it just goes to show that nepotism doesn't rule the world. Um, but <laughs> to be fair, you have had me in for, for a few castings. Haven't and he you? was terrible, wasn't he? No, he was <laughs> Absolutely wasn't. awful. He was I've not. seen him act. You don't have to lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> You're there in my mind. That's all that, ca- all that matters, you know? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I also have a tenuous link because yes. you went to university with my girlfriend, Lucy. How bizarre. It just must mean that you've got great girlfriends, basically. <laughs> or both have awful taste in women. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, look, it's time to hit you up with our warm up questionable questions, as they Ooh. seem to have been uh, come to known. Um, so that's where we come up with some fictional professional scenarios and see how you would respond to them. Um, so let's just dive straight in. Question one. 
So you're casting an HBO series about the life of a racing driver. And one of the actors called in to audition did okay. Uh, nothing special. Probably hasn't got the part. But at the end of the audition, when an actor would usually leave, this actor seems to be lingering. Um, so <laughs> how do you get them out of the room? And we're going to do this as a role play. Danny's going to be your actor. I think he's got a bit of a story about it afterwards oh. as well. Oh, my gosh, so. this is great. This is real pressure. So, okay, so okay. Danny, you kick it off. So, so I've just done the performance, right. performance over and scene. So that was that was good, wasn't it? I, was, I felt that that was really great. Yeah. yeah, great, great. Thanks, Danny. Um, thank you so much for coming in. Really nice no to meet worries. you. And um, well done. Yes. Thank you. I, I was just wondering if uh, would you mind if I did uh, the other part as well because I have I have actually prepared. Oh, um, we don't actually think you're quite right for that part. We brought you in for the other one. Um, just ah. think that 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 would suit your casting better. Yeah, I would. I would really appreciate it though. If yeah, it, it, it's just the the trickiness of of, of um this, this. You know, we've got a director with us, so obviously it's we've got to get through them quite quickly. Right. So um, it, at the moment today, we're just seeing uh, that this character this morning. So um, okay. Yeah. W when do you think? I'll be let known because uh, I've got quite a busy schedule coming up. Well, we'll uh, we'll be sure to, to to let your agent know as soon as possible. We've got quite a lot of few people to get through, um, as I said. So, so I am I, I am quite busy actually. So okay. it, it'd be good to know ASAP. <laughs> well, really, what I'll do is I'll I'll um, ring your agent and just check your availability and get all your availability details just before. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, cool. nice. Thank you so I've much. Actually, I've actually written um I've actually written a script. Okay. And I think yeah. I think you guys probably will be quite interested in it actually. Um and you know, I, I just wonder who who should I send it to? What 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 emails should I cool. should I pass out? Should we go outside? Let's pop out the room um and, and I'll just write it down and we'll try and get the next person in, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> well 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 handled. <laughs> Um, so I, think, I think Danny's got a bit of a story about that role play, don't you, Danny? Oh my gosh, Tom. Yeah, so that was actually a, a true story. It actually happened to me in a casting um, <laughs> after first telling me how well they thought it went <laughs> <laughs> and then and then letting us know how busy they are. So we really need to book it in soon if we are going to book it in. They then went on to tell me about their script and, and uh, how... They think I'll be really interested in it. So if, if they could have my email and we could further this conversation. <laughs> and also, they, I, again, they, they actually wanted to, to, to run the other part as well, which I oh. I let them because I felt so bad. <laughs> oh, you're so much nicer than me. I'm sorry. <laughs> so awkward. Right. Let's move on to question two. So all day long, you, Amy, have been bigging up one of the actors due to come in in the afternoon. And the director is so excited to see them perform based on what you've been saying. Unfortunately, their performance is atrocious. They're hammy, they're over the top. And whenever you give them a note, they just seem to get even worse. Um, so you're now worried that the director won't trust your opinion at all going forward. So how do you reassure <laughs> the director that you're still good for the job? That you have taste. <laughs> it's so tricky. Um, I think it's, I mean... We all know as well that everyone has nerves and actors have bad days, good days. And, mm. and you know, so that's always something that we're aware of. Um, mm. I think I'd probably try and sell that in terms of just being like, I'm honestly just 
like I don't know what happened you know um he's usually or he or she is really on it usually and and so honestly so good they would try and kind of reel off some things that that they've done perhaps (laughs) um I tried desperately to kind of claw back my um my dignity and my in my taste (laughs) but you have to be careful about what who you big up definitely like you have to be careful you don't give kind of uh, uh anything away like before they come in i think you just leave right. the magic and like let it kind yeah. of let it happen and see what they're unless like unless it's the me day. of course in which case Obviously. you can be sure but you that have to you have fine. to big it up when josh comes in because he's not going to give you the performance you want <laughs> <laughs> fuck you danny so cruel um question three so you fall out with the director after that one, but they love you and they decide to get a new director instead. So the producers <laughs> are on your side in this case. So it just so happens that Danny Baldwin, our Danny, That's me. is now directing the series. Um, and without your input, Danny has decided to cast me as the lead racing driver. <laughs> now, you're not convinced I'm right for the part don't know why but you know um but danny <laughs> is determined to cast me and tensions grow between you two now as well um and you're called in to discuss with the producers so what's your argument for not having me <laughs> i also really like i really wish this was the case but actually it often isn't the case we just have to kind of sit down and just allow it to happen but if it was the case that I was allowed to to have my very big say Mm. um then I would just say you know he's good you know Josh Josh is good maybe he's just a bit a bit maybe he's a bit too sensitive you know for this racing driver he needs you know (laughs) he needs he needs to be quite kind of um you know bolshy and have this kind of determination but perhaps perhaps he's too in touch with his emotions you know (laughs) (laughs) josh is just a wet blanket (laughs) yeah i do love a cry uh that would be my uh my my kind of thing but i think i just again you have to just kind of fight your fight your corner and kind of just say why someone might not be right for the role Mm -hmm. um and yeah hope that goes down well it's yeah. a real insight into how you see Josh as well, which is uh, quite nice. <laughs> also, that was not even, like, I wasn't, don't take that personally, Josh. I was not, I was not. I am, I am very emotional though. I'm a very, very emotional person. Very <laughs> sensitive soul. Yeah. Okay, cool. I reckon it's time to dive into the, uh, the, the full interview. Three, two, one. So I just wanted to start by asking, obviously growing up with a with a well-known actor for a father and everything that brings along with it, I guess that must have had a significant impact on you. Um, so did you know that you wanted to be a creative from a young age or? Yes. Yeah, I, I, I guess I guess when you're younger, you don't really think about it. I loved being creative. And my my parents were really hands on and very creative with me, so I guess that kind of that's where I felt comfortable, and that's where what I enjoyed doing and mm. and and making plays and 
yeah. music and making people watch everything and being probably <laughs> bored to death of seeing our very interesting plays being put on. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So were you taking on lots of sets and things like that as a kid? Um, yeah, I, I I was. My obviously depending kind of where where my dad was filming um mm. kind of determined that but um a lot of my childhood he was doing Poirot um yeah. so we were and he, he kind of filmed around around London sometimes quite a lot so mm. we would kind of go and, and a day out to the set which was very exciting um and sit in the trailers and put this like the costume department used to put um like moustaches on us like the moustaches of the dad and David Suchet used to wear and so there's lots of pictures of us messing around on sets I guess to us as adults like a lot of those people who you were meeting seem super interesting but as a child do you remember it just feeling kind of normal and they were like dad's work colleagues yeah definitely it it was um it was I didn't really know that those people were famous in any way or or that that never entered my head um yeah. I, I remember going to um to see my dad filming when he was doing little voice um and Ewan McGregor was in in the film and it was when he was kind of getting really big obviously mm. and um mm. I just had no um awareness of that um and I, mm. I the first thing we did me and my brother played knock and knock a dolly on um, all the doors <laughs> in like the hotel <laughs> and we were just like messing around and and like you, you just have no concept of, of of that kind of um that they were working it kind of just felt like a game I guess a bit to us I guess that's really helpful for casting in the sense that, you know, if you if you do see sort of super successful, famous actors, you're not putting them on a pedestal. And I guess you can just interact with them in a really sort of calm and normal manner as opposed to being starstruck in any way. Definitely, definitely. And, and that's something you do have to do. Like you have to just... Uh, you, you know you have to think of them as people and actors and respect mm. them but but you can't kind of be like oh my goodness it's you know whoever who comes into the room yeah. so um yeah do you, do you get starstruck by anyone yeah don't get me wrong I I I would get starstruck around people um not, mm. not, not exactly starstruck but you'd be like oh my god that's whoever Rosamund Pike whoever it might be kind of I've you know you see people at the theatre you see people at events and things um I think everyone does a little bit it doesn't especially Mm. when you kind of really like think they're amazing and I'm sure if I saw Olivia Coleman I'd be like oh my goodness you know you're incredible (laughs) there there are there are people who I would because I bumped into Russell Brand in the street once and I never thought he'd be the person that would send me to goo (laughs) but I was so flustered and for some reason I told him I was an actor (laughs) and his words were just coming out my mouth Uh, and it was one of the most uncomfortable experiences of my life (laughs) Um, yeah no I I guess it's something you have to kind of control yourself and and act against if you see people to be fair, Danny, you were you were pretty calm and collected when we met Tom Hardy at drama school. I was the mushy one. Yeah, that was strange, wasn't it? There we go. <laughs> so your mum was also an actor, right? Yes, she was. So uh, she she was an a- actress. Um, she did lots of things, but I think when we when she had us and when we started to get 
older she she definitely wanted to spend more time with us and not be away and I think the balance of of both of them being actors um they decided at a point to kind of um uh, that she would she would stop and 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 she pursued another career Mm. um completely Um, and I think I think we've discussed before that the industry was not too comfortable or happy with female actors who had children yeah definitely I I remember my mum um telling us stories about I mean when we were older that she used to go in especially for commercial auditions um Mm. and I think there was one audition that she went in and and um they'd asked they asked her if if she had kids and kind of told um them that she did and and she had two kids and and her agent basically rang her afterwards and I I, I think like scolded her for having said that she had kids like it was like you shouldn't like you 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 can't say say that like you shouldn't have that they'll think you're older than you are mind-blowing to think that one you'd even ask that question in the first place yeah and two then someone would actually put negative points against you because of it yeah no definitely and so did having two actors as parents inspire you to be an actor yourself um I don't think it I I think my my dad was livid when I told him that I wanted to be an actor (laughs) to be honest um I think he was like really I think that's quite common yeah yeah exactly so I I think they weren't too pleased but um I think I think it was just the only thing that I enjoyed like Mm. in school really and how did you go about pursuing that I guess firstly from a young age yeah so I I did lots lots of kind of extracurricular um drama classes I went to Amanda Redmond's drama school Mm. um on Saturdays so that was kind of a a, I think it was like it was quite intense it was like four hours on a Saturday morning um and then they did a show every year um at Questa's Theatre in Ealing so um a big show with everyone Mm. and then I went to I decided to go to university and study theatre and performance right so how come you decided to do the uni route rather than you know applying straight for drama schools uh I decided that I'd go go there and live a life live my life a little bit as outside of London you know I'd grown up in London so I wanted to get out of the 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 city and and so I yeah I decided to take those three years and and kind of obviously study theatre but um have a bit more of a, a kind of growing up before I before I applied to drama school and and made sure that I definitely mm. wanted to do it. I think having done something quite similar um, in that I went to York and did a sort of drama and literature course, um, I found it really helpful. And not only you get the life experience which drama schools do require and acting does require, but also you you build a sort of firmer foundation of knowledge in plays and and you know just how the whole thing works really. I think there's a lot of people who will go straight to drama school, but maybe not actually be ready for it. Yeah, I don't know. definitely. And you need a maturity as well to be able to take on that. Like drama school is so intense. And mm. for for people, so, so some people coming out at, of school can be seem so much younger, depending on the life yeah. they've lived or, or what they've done. Yeah. And I think it really depends on that kind of maturity of, of where you're at and also just have you lived life a little bit and and had the time that you kind of wanted to before before set, kind of throwing all of this intensity that's going to be the rest of your life as an actor yeah but I guess it's, it's really hard though to, to when you when you're thinking about becoming an actor 
to have that maturity to think, you know, I'm, I'm going to get go out and get some life experience because everything always feels like time sensitive, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It always feels yeah. like you need to do something because oh, I'm only ever going to be this age once. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, I feel like that all the time for sure. <laughs> and I think as well, a lot of people don't understand what being being an actor means as well like it's like you know you 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 what you want to go and you want to create these characters every day and 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 you know you, some people have an assumption of what what being an actor is going to be like um mm. and that's really tricky 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 to kind of understand and and comprehend at that age i think mm. speaking of drama school you then did decide to go on um to further your study of acting at the american musical theater academy Yes, I did. I did. I I found it so very hard kind of choosing whether to do acting or musical theatre because in my heart of hearts, I I wanted to act and, and do that. But mm. I love dancing. And that was my kind of right. whenever I was in shows, everyone kind of would be like, you're such a good dancer. You should be you should be dancing. And But I kind of it's hard with musical theatre because you have to be either a professional trained dancer to a s- incredible standard mm-hmm. or mm. or a singer. I was kind of an actor who could dance and kind of sing, but right, right. actually it kind of was quite hard to to figure that out. Yeah, but I, but that's why I decided to 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 go to study musical theatre rather than kind of acting, really. Yeah, I was going to say so. So obviously, Danny and I had quite a. I guess, a classical experience at Drama Centre, just very traditional acting mm-hmm. training. Um, so, I mean, what was what was the training like at the, such a long name, I'm not going to say <laughs> it, but at your drama school? <laughs> uh, I mean, it was intense uh, physically, massively, mm. because, yeah. you know, you used to get up and every day started with a, with a warm-up and it was super intense, the physicality. Like, I... I think my mum was like, I think you need to start eating more because, you know, I'd, I'd never done that as that amount of kind of physical, uh, physical dance and strength and everything um, before. Um, yeah. And yeah, just quite, it's quite an intense thing to study, I guess. Yeah. Mm. But that must be really hard when you go back into the the industry because you've spent so much time like working on that, you know, that physical fitness, that real intensity um, It's a real craft. And then being in the real world, having to try and maintain that must be almost impossible. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I remember leaving and being like, God, how am I going to keep that fitness? And, mm. and and that is necessary to kind of do those, smash out those dance routines. And you just have to be so dedicated to it. And I don't think I was, I, I don't think I was desperate for it enough or, or dedicated enough to mm. I, I've always been fit and I always like kind of keeping fit and 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 that side of it mm-hmm. but um I yeah I, I didn't I didn't have the drive in that take that, that it took for for musical theatre I, I hated I hated the auditions and dreaded dreaded those dance auditions so much like they were horrible <laughs> how comes they're just like you just walk in and you're just a number um and they cut you kind of so quickly it's all it is like um fame and all of those fit dance programs kind of show it is it is so cutthroat and you everyone is just so bitchy and makes you feel so small like I just wanted to talk to everyone and have like nice chats (laughs) and no no one wants that in dance auditions they're like I need to do and focus and and get the job and I was like oh (laughs) So what what was the breaking point then for you as an actor? What was the sort of 
the last nail in the coffin? Um, there were a lot of reasons for it. Um, I kind of, I think you start building up things in your head and, and I, I decided to get, get a, a straight acting agent and I said I didn't want to be considered for musical theatre and that's so hard and I, I see mm-hmm. it I see it happen now people trying to get into into film and tv when they've just done kind of musical theatre and it, and it is tricky um so I I found that kind of didn't really really help or go my way um I wanted to still be in the industry so desperately and I love the industry and have grown up with the industry and know it so well so um I didn't want to leave that behind I was just wondering why you think it is so difficult for people transitioning from musical theatre to um, straight acting. Um, I think that basically you are who your CV kind of presents to us. And Mm -hmm. there are so many actors that have done this and they've trained in film and TV. And there there are so many people who kind of have these tick boxes on their CV. Um, And it's just hard to see someone who has got theatre credits and musical theatre credits on their CV to kind of trust them when there are so many people who have shown that they are brilliant on screen and and they have this incredible presence yeah. on screen so to be able to translate over it it's it's just a risk that casting directors have to take a bit more um and so that's that's kind of where they're pigeonholed a little bit in in their in their careers i guess yeah so i, I guess it's not not so much uh from your point of view that it's not something you you don't want to do but it's more of a sense that you've got a job to do and you have to present the yeah. best people and the people that you can trust because it's your reputation on the line and taking that risk is is really hard yeah definitely definitely it's a, it's a good way of putting it and there are I, I always say this but there are just so many actors out there that you, that there we have to be able to try and read cvs and determine yeah. where we're going to put you and 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 yeah that has to that has to be part of the process um annoyingly i think it's exponential as well exponential growth i think there's it's like all the drama schools have got spin-off drama schools and there's more drama schools <laughs> and there's more actors mm-hmm. and there's just loads and loads of actors. And I think it's almost getting to a stage now where it, it feels like a, a bit of a lottery and, you know, it, it take, there's a bit of a catch-22 involved as well where, you know, you have to have a break in order to mm-hmm. get more work. Yeah, definitely. And and they're you're right, it's becoming oversaturated. Um, and those drama schools that aren't recognized or reputable they're great and they and they are a way of training but it's going to be so much harder to get the that better agent and so therefore yeah. you're going to be with an agency who might not be rec- as recognized so it's kind of mm. a, a losing battle i guess of of finding finding your way through 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 yeah. the through through the industry and how do you network as an actor if you're someone who you know you're fresh out of drama school and you're looking to to you know get in conversation with someone I, I mean it's so hard to get a response for a lot of people yeah definitely I mean that's that's the hardest thing is, is kind of getting on cast and directors radars you know when people do email um I always say try and make them kind of specific um yep. to us and get our attention that's always a good way there are flattery yeah exactly like you know (laughs) i saw you cast this something to kind of flag point something that you've worked on Mm -hmm. um and you know there are work i think if you haven't got you know the best agent in the world that you want to but you want to be meeting casting directors casting workshops are 
out there, like film and TV casting workshops, not only are you training and, and getting technique from them, um, they're, they're so good at connecting you and kind of getting you on someone's radar, a casting director's radar. Mm-hmm. I have cast a lot of people through casting workshops as, a, you know, right. you're thinking of a certain role and you do a casting workshop and someone comes in and they're perfect for that role, get them on tape the next day. It it, it jogs our memory of, of people mm-hmm. and roles and fitting people into place. So they are a really good kind of networking technique, I guess. Um, I mean, lockdown actually has been a brilliant time for for actors because they have been able to um you know the casting directors are doing a lot of one-to-ones which we wouldn't usually have time to to do right. that many one-to-ones so i've been speaking to lots of actors especially graduating um graduating actors from drama schools mm-hmm. and kind of giving them advice and and making them feel like it's kind of a a worthwhile time and they're and they're meeting people um oh, that's so nice. yeah it's, it's, it's thanks guys um <laughs> but it, it is a, it's be, it's been a really nice period to allow the doors to open and and for connections to be made between um actors and casting um which is which is really nice and it should really be like that more in in, mm-hmm. in the real kind of life but then things just become so busy yeah and we work at such a pace that yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's so hard to kind of have that time and that space. So in some ways it has been a very nice kind of period um, of, of networking, really. Just, just to bring us back to your creative journey. So you've, you've sort of, you've been in the acting industry for a little while. Um, yeah. How long exactly were you, were you trying to be an actor? Um, so I graduated in 2012, I think. So 13, 14, 15, okay. 16. So probably about four, three, three or four years. Yeah. I'd say. And then you. And then you veered towards agency first of all. After that, right? yeah. So, so I, I kind of came back from uh, finding myself in South America, <laughs> uh, and was like, right. So, what do I do now? Um, and then right. I, yeah, I there was a, a agency assistant job going at Rossmore Management um, with lovely Sarah, and I. I had no experience at all mm. in agency work. I, my admin skills weren't very good, but I kind of <laughs> jumped in and she taught me all that I kind of needed to know. I think I'm quite a quick learner. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I loved it. I loved my time there. Um, I, w- I was with Sarah. It's, it sounds like a relationship um, <laughs> for a year, probably before I decided to move into right. casting. But um, it was really, really enjoyable um, and gave me a lot of the admin skills that I needed. Yes. And I guess also good to see the other side of the coin. I guess as a casting director, you're pretty much buying from an agent. So mm-hmm. good to see to yeah. sell the other way around, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. That that they go completely hand in hand, and having to know what agents go through as well, I think, is massively important, yeah. important for casting people because mm. casting people, casting directors, um, because <laughs> you kind of feel each other's pain of of what they're kind of going through and experiencing. And and the same for me with actors is that I knew what it was like as an actor, so I kind of yeah. felt like I had yes. this nice triangulation of every side of the industry, you know. Yeah, yeah, of course. What what was it that sort of 
made you realize that casting was was the right career for you was it that triangle yeah I think it was all of everything kind of I loved every part of acting and you know I I loved a part of acting and I loved a part of the agent assisting um there were the agents assisting it was was quite admin heavy but there wasn't that kind of creative um point that I used to get very excited about and the only time that that came was when we used to go to drama school showcases Mm -hmm. and and that was kind of the for me the most exciting part because you kind of could go and 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 enjoy a performance and and see who you think would 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 flourish and and who would work in your industry in your agency who would work on the books and um that was kind of the most enjoyable part and I kind of started to realize that that was casting really you know and you're trying to fit actors into a certain play or or project and and that's kind of where my 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 lean towards casting um came from i love it that it doesn't feel like you know you're just dropping one thing and picking something else up it's a real education and a skill set that you've take from one to the next i think that's really and lovely. flow right yeah. there's a real through line through everything yeah. um how does how does one sort of feel their way into the casting industry i'm I actually am very grateful for the fact that something happened to allow me to kind of meet someone and um, and actually having my dad having never been able to kind of really help on the acting side. He did kind of help me out big time when it came to me wanting to pursue a career in casting. He just knew someone at the time okay. and it, it, it worked out that I could chat to that person and um yeah it helped massively come on dad coming through for you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pj finally <laughs> so what is it about casting that, that you fell in love with um lots of things i mean ultimately as well it is a hard job and there are times where you feel completely overwhelmed and it's fast-paced and there's lots of admin which I never thought I kind of really wanted to do or I was interested in or you know but that that's kind of part of it and I think I guess um now I'm luckily in the position where the admin kind of gets handed over to an assistant a little bit more it's it's (laughs) not I'm, I'm starting to kind of enjoy that that creative kind of um power a little bit more I guess um mm. yeah. I think for me I just the thrill of you know when you read a script um and the most exciting thing is reading that script thinking of an actor who comes into your head or thinking mm. of someone that comes into your head and then going through the audition process and having that actor and bringing them in but also seeing loads of other people um and then seeing that pack person nail it and get the job like that is honestly the most kind of fulfilling process that you can kind of watch it must be so interesting as well you say about reading the script and and having an idea of what of who the character is or what they look like and then seeing so many different variations and completely changing your own imagination being oh i didn't even read it like that but that works as well completely and it, it often changes along the way and a lot of the time you kind of think, I don't understand why we're not feeling like we've nailed this character. You know, you see so many actors and, and certain mm. roles do just find it so it's so hard to find that person. And then suddenly someone comes in and they might be completely different from what you were expecting and they do just nail it. And it's like, oh, well, that's what it was, you know, and it kind yeah. of all fits yeah, into yeah. place and makes sense. 
I mean, what are some of your favorite projects you've worked on so far? And why, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) My summer, last summer, working with Rachel Sheridan um, was great. And I really, really enjoyed it. Um, We kind of just got on very well and understood how each other worked. And it was just a really enjoyable time of of casting and working in casting. Um, With Rachel, we worked on In My Skin, which was an all-female production team. Mm -hmm. And that's the first time that I've worked with a fully kind of everyone's female on the production team. Um, I mean, the the close, you know, creatives, writers, directors, producer. Um, And that was was really brilliant. And I mean, it it just it was just a very nice collaborative project. Um, Sometimes casting people aren't invited to certain meetings or they might not kind of have as much say, but they really included Rachel and and me in the casting process. And um, it felt very, very kind of close and and tight knit. And that was really, really enjoyable. Um, Oh, yeah, I loved I loved that project. That sounds amazing. Oh, hello there. Um, I just wanted to jump in here just to explain that uh, around about this part of the recording, Daddy and Josh had a few technical issues, so they had to switch to their backup recording. Jolly good. Well, tally ho. Bye. Bye now. So I was just wondering, just for the, the layman in the corner, whether you could explain to me what the different roles are within casting. So, you know, there's casting assistant, associate and director. How do they all work and what are they? Yes. So there is it's it's pretty simple really so casting assistant you can have a junior casting assistant who mm-hmm. is 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 really kind of ju- the, the junior per- most junior person in the office and they just really just do the admin so they'll probably be downloading self tapes mm-hmm. so they'll download them put them all in a folder and make sure that uh, they're all labeled correctly and 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 then we'll um w- watch them from there so that's kind of the casting assistant uh, right at the book bottom mm-hmm. and then you might have a casting asp- assistant who is is more experienced who might get to kind of run some sessions and be in the room and perhaps kind of be on camera and start doing kind of more independent pro- uh, jobs and things yeah. um and then the casting associate is uh someone who works uh so you're basically you're working collaboratively with the casting director uh you will probably be kind of left in charge of doing any kids roles or doing any day player roles mm-hmm. that come up they'll kind of be in your power and you'll you'll kind of bring people in and do those auditions you run a lot of the sessions um you're much more involved in kind of the creative process of of casting meetings and chats and um all of that mm-hmm. all of that kind of in getting the intel from from the powers above um and then the casting director is 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 the big dog at the top. <laughs> <laughs> you big know dog. he they just uh the, you know they 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 have all the the creative ideas and the and and the lists and the their that who who they want to see um uh for those roles and and kind of talk to production and director and do they ever get to make the final decision casting directors yeah will they ever make the final decision no it's always the production or the director 
it will always be a lot of the time the casting director and the director are working together to try and get someone approved from the network mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. often it's not even it's it's even outside of the director's hands in some situations right. especially if it's something for a huge kind of network where they need money or names or someone yeah, yeah, yeah. you know to a, attach to a project right. um yeah but casting don't we usually have to shut up at some point and kind of just do our work, give our best people um, and and be like, we like this person and this person or whatever. But then that's kind of over over to everyone else to fight it out. Without naming names for obvious reasons, um, what are some of the best and worst moments you've witnessed in the casting room? You know what? I, I, I don't know. Like, it's a really <laughs> tricky one. Um, the one of the best castings that came to mind was um a casting for dog food because there were loads of dogs uh-huh. and, <laughs> and literally i was just like so happy because i just was sat there and all of these dogs and i'm like obsessed with dogs yeah. and want a dog and yeah. and it was just the best day ever so that was something that came to mind were they all so, trained or were they just like people's no, dogs it was just um it was it was any dogs <laughs> you kind of you anyone who owned a dog could come in for this it was like a street casting wow. thing so, it's so easy being a dog actor you can I know. no training just rock up <laughs> exactly <laughs> they don't have to go to drama school do they <laughs> have you ever um, had any awkward ones a bit like our scenario from earlier yeah I mean, <laughs> I mean you have some sometimes i have had like sometimes people who have come in and have learnt the other role <laughs> and then right. it's quite it's awkward to then have to say I'm really sorry, but we actually did ask you to read the other lines oh and then my. they have to kind of read it, but then they're quite stressed out and obviously you just like have thrown it on the, on them. So it's, you yeah. have to kind of tell them to go out and like read it. That's a bit awkward, but then that comes down to agents or communication yeah. or something yeah, that's yeah, going yeah, along yeah. the right. I mean, I find it really awkward when something uh, has gone wrong or, or or especially when you've you've got a director and it's just you and the director and you've set the day out and if if something one maybe a casting assistant or perhaps the actor has got the time wrong and there's like a few gaps mm-hmm. and something's gone wrong like i find it so awkward to kind of have to be like i'm really sorry because it makes us look so bad like mm-hmm. that organization of the schedule um but yeah i don't think i've had like I, I need to have some more experiences. Actors bring me more awkward experiences to, to the to No, the do room. not say that because <laughs> that's what you're going to you know, get. I know. I mean, exactly. I've been in most every, pretty much every casting session I've been in, there's been those gaps where timings are wrong or they get someone in last minute and stuff like that. And from mm. my point of view, at least, it's such a relief to have like a spare five minutes. That's so I good. wouldn't worry too much. That's I, nice I, to hear it. I guess the issue is, though, when you're on the flip side, when you're the actor, I'm just going to give you the actor's perspective. (laughs) No one cares, Josh. (laughs) Is that no one's paying you to spend two days learning these lines. Yeah. No. No one's paying you to to come into the audition unless Mm. it's, you know, a recall or or a costume fitting or whatever. So, yeah, when when you are told oh sorry we can't see you because you're late and you're like hang on a minute i'm not late. i'm here when my agent told me to be Mm. you can feel pretty hard done by completely i completely get that and i completely get that um you know a lot of people say 
be off book completely and all of that. And if if you've literally got the lines or script the night before, I I I I think there's a massive pressure sometimes on actors to kind of just be like super women and super men. Um, but then on another level as well, like there are so many actors out there that when you'll get that shot I guess mm-hmm. it it comes and you just have to take it and just throw yeah. everything into it perhaps um and and see it as your time to time to shine mm. yeah um given the current political climate um I guess I'm really keen to know what excites you about the future of casting mm. um lots of hopes for the future in casting there's so much that needs still to change and so much that is continuing to change and hopefully kind of in in, in terms of diversity and and trying to represent a place that looks like the place that we live in and yeah. a place that uh, represents London today and um yeah. i think that is constantly something that that well a lot of casting directors are striving for it it's it's time we kind of push people's ideas and especially us kind of challenge producers and and directors and writers a little bit more to kind Mm -hmm. of make those decisions actually if they say they're looking for someone who might be Caucasian actually to just throw any ethnicity at them and and keep it open and it's our, our chance to kind of do that really um, yeah, particularly if it's not relevant to the role. Definitely, definitely, and and we need to be way more, uh, way more uh, inclusive still, especially with disability as well. Um, there's mm. lots of talk about that recently. Um, yeah. Kind of keeping that open as as much as possible, and and diver- diversifying casting is is a big big thing that needs to needs to happen, and I feel it is happening. I feel like there's a movement that are trying to push for it and um and it will kind of continue to 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 get better and better yeah, yeah. so as as we're sort of now looking towards the future, what are your personal goals you know within the the casting industry uh, and what are your hopes you know what are your dreams obviously now the the baftas have started recognizing casting rightly so yay whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> um, first year enough uh, like it, can't believe it's only taken this long to notice casting in BAFTAs but there we go um yeah I I mean obviously like I I guess when like when acting became a thing something that I I wasn't you know I was never going to win a BAFTA in acting then it kind of it's kind of made that possibility of of having a BAFTA come kind of come be closer I, I guess so that's quite exciting um I think in terms of my own goals like my obviously obviously my next goal will be to try and and set up my own company and be my own casting director in my mm. right own mm. right whether that be for just by myself whether that be a fr- with a friend I'm not sure but but that's definitely something that I I would like uh to have at at, at some point yeah, um that's amazing yeah and then other things I guess um just i think i think win a bafta just yeah, win a bafta just win a bafta not, yeah. it's not hard come on you've <laughs> got even, it in you or even just be nominated i mean my first thing now <laughs> we have the casting director guilds awards which is like the you know we do a little award ceremony that's my first goal come on let's yes, be a little yeah. bit realistic let's have my own <laughs> company and then win be nominated for award there so and then we can think about the baftas later on <laughs> <laughs> 
So I guess that brings us on to our final question that we ask all of our guests. Oh, um, yeah. Now, obviously, you have already quit acting once, so you're <laughs> clearly not too stupid to quit acting. <laughs> but we do have to ask our title question. Um, so what is it that keeps you going in this extremely fast-paced and challenging world of casting? Or are you just, Danny, do you want to say it? Too stupid to quit. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um I think it I think it's the drive and the and the and the excitement of creating work and people writing something and giving it the creativeness that it needs and passing <laughs> it over to people. Um and although it's fast paced and crazy and you know, sometimes unfair, um, I think I care too much to kind of put that unfairness that is in the way and try and make it as far fair as possible. Mm. Yeah. Does that make any sense at all? That does. I think this is uh, so. Me and Josh have uh, two different schools of thought. Whereas I believe I am too stupid to quit. Josh has he is arguments too stupid why, to quit. Why he isn't? <laughs> uh, so we're we're keeping tally on who is too stupid and who isn't. So I, I think see. we're two two out of two this time. Yeah. To all is what yeah. is what he meant to say. He's not a sports person, but, but <laughs> uh, to, to, to all rather than two out of two. So we have now come on to the pandemic feature of our podcast where we imagine the world has ended and we're putting our five favorite pieces of art and content to pass on to future generations of humanity, whoever survives. It's our, <laughs> our five to keep alive section. And so that's our favorite film, TV show, book, album and piece of art yes and a piece of advice as well for any young creatives absolutely so yeah amy what would what would your favorite film be um so the one that literally jumped into my mind and i don't probably think this is maybe my favorite film but it's one that it, it's one that spoke to me at a time when i I was being a creative and struggling in the world when I was acting and, and, and dancing and things was Francis Ha. Okay. Which is Greta Gerwig, who I love. Um, yes. And yeah, she just, I just loved her. And I discovered that film and I just think it's done so beautifully and it had some really beautiful things to yeah. say uh, about connections and friendships and other things that are important when making you know it, in the making it in the world of kind of creativeness oh, yeah definitely what about a tv show so my tv show again is very kind of relevant to what i'm watching right now um but it is i may destroy you uh which yes. is the michaela cole mm. um new series which is amazing um it Absolutely i just finished it last brilliant. night and it is just the most kind of Oh, it's just it's so beautifully written, done, shot, kind of imagined and yeah. and great so, soundtrack as well. Oh yeah, so good. Um they just they yeah, so good. Really enjoyed it. 
that should be on the poster should be the the, the best writing <laughs> yeah shooting <laughs> everything yeah, everything favorite what was the next one favorite album yeah, yeah. album this is really embarrassing but it is because <laughs> i was really obsessed with him when i was younger and i cried when he had his final tour it is is it gonna Justin Timberlake's Justified. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh no! How bad is that? That's really bad. No, I, I think, I think it's good to, to know that Justin's going to survive. I know. Um, he's going to be passed on. I know. I like that. I just loved him. Crying um, a river. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your favorite book? Um, my favorite book is A Little Life. I don't know whether anyone's read it. No, I haven't read that. Oh, I can't I even think. Who, I can't think who it's by, which is really bad. No, it's okay. Um, I had time to prep, and I didn't know. Okay, but it any is, of my by. It, it that's parts. really bad because you should always acknowledge the author in these things. What's it called? A little. A little life. Yeah, I think it's, it's by. Um, off off the top of my head, definitely oh, haven't <laughs> typed it into Google. <laughs> I think it's. Oh God, I can't even pronounce it. Hanya Yanagihara. Oh, yeah, that is a tough one. There's yeah, no, there's, there's a reason you probably didn't remember that. Well, doesn't it doesn't roll off the tongue? But it, it, <laughs> no. it's a it's a brilliant book, and it's pretty heartbreaking. It's about friendship. Um, five guy, five. I think it's five of them in New York. New York. They're living in America, and just them growing up basically as friends mm. and 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 relationships and things that happen but there is like a really sad core to the story which i won't say because i think it would ruin it but it is it is really really beautifully written and your favorite piece of art i'm literally going to do what josh suggested <laughs> on the spot of this and i'm going to choose my lovely boyfriend's piece of art Aww. um my boyfriend <laughs> is an artist a very talented screen printer um and he's just done a uh, guinness print um like a version of 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 the old guinness logo or whatever and it and it's mm-hmm. it says guinness cures corona um but it was very good and i really i just it, it during covid it was kind of something that i i thought you know it it, it obviously coronavirus is terrible and and i there were lots of lives being lost and things but it kind of it made me kind of smile a bit because it reminded me of my time with him over yeah. covid times <laughs> Um, and finally, a, a piece of advice that you would give to any young creatives doesn't have to be specifically actors or specifically casting people or people wanting to get into casting, just a sort of general piece of advice. Um, I think my main piece of advice to everyone is be yourself. Um, you know, I think often we can try and hide behind people and, and take different people's traits and personalities and things but actually especially with actors and and being an actor I think it I think it you can put on these characters and it's Mm. important to put on these characters but but if you can't be yourself be Tom Hardy (laughs) I mean I've tried that it's sometimes it works most of the time it doesn't but um, But I guess in your in your thought process and what you do to get there is be yourself you know and and trust your instinct and and trust your abilities 
Yeah, that's lovely. Amazing. Yay. What a lovely way to finish. Um, Amy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And Pleasure. thank you for, I feel like a professional podcaster now. Now I've done this uh, this podcast. So, yeah, I'm open yeah, well, to it you, more offers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's putting it out there. She's open to going on other podcasts. Yeah. No, no exclusivity, <laughs> no allegiance. Um, no, op- she- no options needed. <laughs> no, no, I won't sign any options, though. <laughs> All right. Love you guys. Bye. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye, bye-bye. Thanks. <laughs>